Hey everyone, quick note here that I forgot to mention at the top of the show. Next week I'm out of town, but I still really want to talk about Star Trek Beyond, so we may be doing our first live show on the internet. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for details, but we'll most likely be recording Tuesday, July 26th, 7.30pm, Eastern Daylight Time. Hopefully see you guys there. We might be able to get some audience interaction going on as well. Welcome to what is hopefully a full episode of the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. My name is Alex. I'm Tim. I'm Willie. Today we are going to talk about some listener feedback. We'll do a quick what we've been watching, potentially play a game of tagline takedown, and then end with a thrilling review mm-hmm. of Paul Feig's Ghostbusters 2016. But before we get to all that, we are at MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find us on Vine and Facebook and all that good stuff. Just search for Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. Uh, you can go to midwestfilmnerds.com to find all previous 187 plus bonus episodes with full show notes. So you can skip over the things that you don't want to hear like Spoiler Terry and any other nerd drivel. And uh, you can also purchase things in our support store there. And part of the money, or all of the money that you spend comes to us. Uh, and we can help make our show and network even better. Um, Amazon.midwestpodcastnetwork.com. Keep shopping there. You spend some money on Amazon. We get a little bit of it at no extra cost to you. And, uh, yeah, Gone to Texas, still going strong. Two episodes left in the season. Maybe that means three episodes of the podcast left because we might do a season one wrap-up. Um, but And I think that might have Nick, Lance, John, and myself Ooh. all doing Gone to Texas uh, at the end. So please check that out if you haven't yet. Please rate and review any and all of our Midwest Podcast Network shows on iTunes. Yeah, use our Amazon link. Go on there. Pre-order... Preacher season one on Blu-ray or DVD, yeah. and then you'll be able to listen to Gone to Texas and watch the show side by side. Absolutely. It's a perfect way to do and it. And that means you'll catch up in time for season two next year. Right. So It's the right thing to do. Please do that. So do. Um, but if you write into feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com, we might read your show, your, your uh, email on the show, just like uh, it, as we're going to do with Jason's email here. Jason wrote in. And uh, he said, I really want to see the mo- uh, He said, about Swiss Army Man is the subject. He said, I really want to see the movie again at some point. I'm, not, uh, I'm honestly not sure as to what was actually happening. He goes into some spoilery thoughts there. Tim, do you care about... Oh, no, no, go for it. Go okay. For it. If anybody cares about uh, Swiss Army Man spoilers, please skip ahead 30 seconds. Uh, or no, please skip ahead one minute from when I say now. And now... To what was actually going on is sort of unimportant in a way. Me and my friends went to see and talk about it the next day at work over lunch for a while, and we all had different takes. We all thought that there was no island, and that he was just homeless and living behind the woman's house and that he was obsessing over. Uh, we didn't come to a consensus whether he was alive uh, during the events of the movie, existed in the first place, or if the whole movie was just a death dream of sorts. I really enjoyed the film, uh, the overall upbeat, life-affirming nature of the movie and its originality. The soundtrack is spectacular, too. I think it's on SoundCloud for free. The movie just left me feeling so happy, and I laughed throughout. A friend of mine said it's the best, I think. Uh, I, it's the best movie he's ever seen about farts, boners, and the meaning of life. Great way to summarize it, I think. <laughs> uh, so that's the end of the spoilers there. He says, anyway, g- glad you guys decided to watch it and were able to. It's looking like all A24 releases are going to be must-sees for me from now on. The Lobster was really great, too, I thought, from A24. I don't remember if any of you got to see it. I know you guys didn't have an episode about it. We didn't get to. I wanted to watch it. I think we all wanted to watch it. Um, and hopefully we'll get a chance. I think it's it might be out on video on demand. So 
Is it out already? Okay. I think so. But you think you're right. We can double check on that. And then he said, uh, I'm not sure what my favorite movies of the year are yet, but Swiss Army Man, The Lobster, and Hail Caesar are all movies that I've loved from this year so far. And then uh, he also says, I've been loving Preacher so far as well. I'm getting better and better. It's getting better and better to me seemingly every episode. I'm thinking the night of that. I'm thinking the night of on HBO is going to be pretty great. The first episode was really good. I'm hoping Suicide Squad is good, but I honestly don't have high hopes after BVS DOJ. I despise <laughs> that movie. Martha! <laughs> so then he's got some notes here about Midwest Game Nerds that we'll read over there. And keep up the good work, guys. Looking forward to the next show. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. Yes, we're very sorry that we didn't give you a full episode. <laughs> we recorded a full episode. We we um, did. We thought we were recording a full episode, but I wouldn't have been on that episode. Yeah, so it, you would have been. The, your absence would have been felt. There would be faint whispers of you from the other microphones. Yes, but yes. it's it's not enough for me to to salvage, yeah. and uh, unfortunately, that sucked a lot. That's okay. So, I apologize to you, Willie. I apologize to Nick. Uh, for for wasting both of your times in some fashion. We had fun. And I apologize to our fan base. You guys should have been there. It was great. It was a good episode. <laughs> it w- it would have been good. But anyway, it's time for what we've been watching. Uh, Tim, what have you been watching? Um, Ghostbusters two. I watched this weekend. How's that? Not very good. Um, here's the thing with Ghostbusters two though. Like I don't care how good it is because I it's it um it's one of those movies that's so ingrained in me because yeah. I watched it like a million times as a kid um that um I do, like it I can't even judge it. I do not understand the hate for that movie. I, I don't hate it. Obviously, I mean I, you don't hate I, it. I, I like but... it. I don't. Here's what I realized watching it now, a little bit older. Um, it stops having jokes about fifty minutes into it. Mm. It like bank um. Bill Murray disappears for a while. When the Ghostbusters get captured, um, when they go to jail, and it starts to turn into kind of a retread, yeah, it it, it just stops having like there are no jokes in it. <laughs> like, and I beat in not good for a comedy. Film. No, no, it's it's a real bummer because I was sitting there and I was watching. And I was like, wow, there has not been a joke in a while. And then Vigo comes around at the end, and I think Bill Murray says something funny. Yeah, and then oh, I go okay, yeah, we're back, we're back. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, I, but I, I don't hate it. I'll watch it again right now. I, I really wanted to watch one and two again this weekend. I just didn't have the time to do it. I've always been someone who um, does not mind about the quality of Ghostbusters 2. Right. I, 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 I enjoy the movie regardless. But. Can I tell you what I think it is? A little sure. I, think it's a, I think it's a generation thing or an age thing. Maybe Because I is. think a lot of people who were of maybe, I don't know, more discerning movie movie viewing at yeah. the time that loved the first ghostbusters this is the second ghostbusters is a step down i think i think that i i, I would agree that i that i think it's a step down mm-hmm. but i think there is a i think it's the return of the jedi factor though i think that's what Tim's i love return to say. of yeah. the jedi but but i but a lot of people that were were you know <laughs> i like return of the jedi 18 and older or maybe a little older than that even like when return of the jedi came out they were like oh yeah and that's the thing with and ghostbusters they're like Oh, this is like that cartoon that's on TV. All yeah, the time. it's like that kids' and, cartoon, and there's yeah. a baby in it, and pink slime, and yeah. So I, I think guess. that I might, like it, but I like it too. I I do like it. I just don't necessarily. Yeah, I'm. That's always one of those ones where, like, if somebody asks me about Ghostbusters, I'm like, I don't know why anybody doesn't like the second one because I like it. Mm-hmm. But you guys like it too. Yeah, I do like so it. So that's good. Yeah, um, I think the first, yeah, uh, the first fifty minutes are really funny. 
Um, and then it kind of just stops for a little bit. Yeah. Bobby Brown plays, though. That's all right. Yeah. What's your favorite Ghostbusters 2 song? Oh, I know. It's the Bobby Brown song, but um, I also... Well, it's not fair because I do like the Your Love. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Which isn't really a Ghostbusters, but, yeah. but it's so good. Bobby Brown's um, song is the... Um, well, I guess. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. What are the other songs in that one? Because uh, there's Spirit. Some people hear it. Oh, I love hear that it. song, too. <laughs> Just don't go near it. And the soundtracks of those movies. Yeah, they're really good. Um, what is the one when... Uh, when it starts going crazy and like the the fur coat comes alive, do you know the oh, song that happens I there? I have no idea. I can't remember. Ah! Ghostbusters two has a has a has a place in my family as well. Uh-huh. My my parents I think used to walk up to like Andy and John and then by extension me as well uh, when we were babies and they would take our forehead and like took their thumb and push it down on their forehead and say vigo cuz <laughs> it makes like vigo's got that very intense forehead that's funny and so that i mean we used to do that to each other all the time that's funny um ghostbusters so. 2 was the first time i ever got in trouble from my mom um or my dad i can't remember for like using a, like an inappropriate word oh, yeah. cuz i would just run around calling people bimbos <laughs> cuz peter beckman goes hey you bimbo with the baby <laughs> like here here's the song Everyone I know, there's something. That's yeah. the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something <laughs> city. What a rousing rendition. That's good. Yeah. Go to iTunes right now. Mm-hmm. By MFN sings Ghostbusters two. Right. It's four ninety nine. No, it's not. <laughs> two might have the better soundtrack. It might. Yeah. There's yeah. some really good ones in the first in the first movie too. That um, the best one in the first movie is uh, that magic song. I believe it's magic. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. That's All right. my favorite, too. All right. Tim, anything else you've been watching? No, that's uh, about it. Willie okay. and I will talk about something later. All right. Yeah. Willie, what have you been watching? I finished The League. Yeah. Uh, overall, I enjoyed the show as a whole. The last, uh, for sure, two seasons aren't great. Okay. I chuckled. That's what I've heard. I chuckled, didn't laugh, but uh, I had fun with it. I still so. want to watch them. But it's worth a watch. Yeah. It is. It is worth a watch. I, I could see myself rewatching the first few seasons. After that, I wouldn't. And then stopping. Yeah. 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 Um, it's very similar to Always Sunny, which is funny because they're both FX shows. Yeah, yeah. Um, I watched uh, all of uh, Stranger Things. The new Netflix TV show released this past Friday. Yes. Um, eight if, episodes. Eight episodes. Really brisk. It plays like a long movie. Yep. Um, Winona Ryder's in it. Um Bunch of bunch of cool kids. Matthew Modine's in it. Yep. Um, I, I'm gonna. Here's where I'm gonna try to sell you on Stranger Things. I don't know how um, how well it's been received so far. I don't know what the, I've the viewership is like. Wonderful things about it from everybody. Mm-hmm. Here is here's and and this is not an exaggeration. Here is what. Um, it's funny because it's a weird cross section of things that have been going on in my life lately. So it's kind of this movie is. Let's say that Steven Spielberg's Amblin Entertainment in the '80s produced a film. Directed by John Carpenter, that was based on a Stephen King book, and that is Stranger Things. And uh, Matthew Modine is playing David Cronenberg in the show. Like, it's incredible. Okay. <laughs> um, and it's it's Super Eight done right. Uh, I didn't hate Super Eight, but I didn't love Super Eight either. I think Super Eight kind of failed to live up to its promise. Um, I think this one manages to to live up to the promise. The kids are incredible. They have amazing chemistry with each other. Um, 
the whole idea is it's they're they're struggling to find out the mystery of why their friend has disappeared. Stranger Things season one has thirty nine reviews on Rotten Tomatoes with a ninety two percent. It deserves it. It's that it's it, there, there's a few stumbles along the way. Don't get me wrong. Like any like any television show, there's a few moments where I'm like, okay, we're kind of padding for time maybe a little bit. But I I I enjoyed the whole run. Um, I'm I've watched the first episode and I'm very much uh, my my interest is peaked and I am excited to watch more. Yeah, it's one so. of those shows you watch it and you go, man, it it like I, I guess I gotta watch the next one. Cause... Not to mention the theme song is really only bested by Halt and Catch Fire, but it's beautiful. This, yeah, it's so it's, awesome. It's all, like all the music in it. Is... It's eighties, total eighties synth oh. score. It's a total <laughs> synth score, which I love. Um, it also the source music they use is incredible. Um, Toto's Africa is featured. Yes, it is in the first episode. Yep. Um, I was like, okay, this movie wins, I guess. Um, <laughs> or this show wins. I think Cruel Summer was there at one point. Nice. It's it's good stuff. It's it's weird. It's they, I, Stephen King had commented on it. I think, um, I think tweeted make, or yeah. Tim, you showed me the tweet or whatever, or you pointed me in the direction of the tweet, and he was basically like, "This is the greatest hits of of, of Stephen King." That's what I feel like. I feel like I'm watching my greatest hits. And he's yeah. like, I, I mean that as a compliment. A direct quote. Watching Stranger Things is looking at watching. <laughs> watching Stranger Things is looking watching Stephen King's greatest hits. I mean that in a good way. That's that's Stephen King's terrible grammar. Or whatever <laughs> that is, but um, is looking watching. <laughs> he's looking watching. Who hasn't look watched? <laughs> um, but he's he's right. I mean, it, it takes a lot. It takes a lot from it. Um, the kids fighting kind of an unknown force. Um, it takes a lot from, I don't want to say too much, it takes a lot from Firestarter slash Carrie. Mm. Um, Even the logo they use. They uh, use the King seen, font. They use the King font, and yeah. It's, yeah. it's really cool. They make straight up like Stephen King references in the show. Yeah. And it, it's just weird because we've been talking about this on the show a couple weeks yeah. down in a row about King. And, and this was, I watched this for totally unrelated reasons. I was like, that looks cool. Let's watch it. And yeah. I was like, Jesus, like how did that happen? So that's awesome. I um, guess it's in the ether. You know? It must be. There's, there's some sort of, I also, in that first episode, I got some real, it follows vibes out of it too. It, it had, which, yes. Which speaks to kind of what you said last week in the Swiss army man, spoiler Terry and, and, or the thing that I mentioned in our recap of it. Mm-hmm. But it like, I, it's just this weird circle of things eating each other, and doing things awesomely, I think. Yeah. I think it's refreshing. No, it's cool. I, I, I dug this. It's got a little bit of the mist in there, too, which I like. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> check, if you like any of the things that, that I said it's kind of referencing and pulling from, you should watch it. All right. Um, oh, uh, and I watched uh, John Carpenter's Christine, which is a movie that. It's um, about a car. It's about a, about a possessed car that kills people. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a John Carpenter movie that was always lower for me in his uh, filmography. I never gave it. A, I mean, I, I liked it as a kid. I thought it was neat, but I never rewatched it because um, I think I thought it was just okay. It's a killer car. Like, yeah. Uh, rewatching it, it's 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 pretty damn cool. It's it's it's, like, it's a cool movie. It is. Like, it's awesome. a cool movie. And the effects are crazy good. Crazy crazy good. Like I I literally had to look up how they did some of the stuff, and once I did, I was like, oh, that makes total sense. Wow. So, yeah, underrated Carpenter movie. It deserves cool. a reevaluation, like mm-hmm. most of his movies. Do. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, I, and I think Christine, like now, it's timely, like all of his movies, because I think Christine, in a way, is like, a, like 
it's about nostal- how nostalgia kills people. It, and it, like, <laughs> and, and because the whole movie, Christine is, she plays a lot of 50s songs. She's a 50s. Uh, she's straight out of the 50s, the car. Yeah, it's 58. Uh, yep. You know. And it's all about how great the 50s were in the 80s. And then you go, the 50s great for everybody? <laughs> I don't think they were. Well, yeah. And it's interesting because because as the car becomes, you know, as the car is possessed, the Arnie, the character who owns the car, starts to grow darker and become, mm-hmm. in a way, almost, he becomes like a drug addict. Mm-hmm. Like, he can't get enough of this damn car. Like, it's it, the more time he spends around it, the more he gets. Did this have? How, where did this fall in terms of the book, and and where Stephen King had his car accident? Oh, it, it was great. much much later yeah. that he had the car accident. He had the car okay. accident in ninety nine, I believe. Interesting. And yeah. this was the the movie came out in eighty three. The book, I think, was two years before that. Yeah. All right. So yeah, but no, um, really cool, I, I, unbelievable that this was made just a, a short year after the thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Bonkers. Well, then he made Starman like right around there too, didn't it, he? Right after Christine, I think. I think so. Yeah, because yeah, that Star- was his response to people being like, "Oh, your alien movie is too gross." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Starman? No, Jeff Bridges. Uh, yeah, Starman's I, good too. I, right? I'm aware. Yeah, it's a cool movie. I mean, there's a lot of Jeff Bridges I need to watch. Let's absorb the Bridges. Yes. <laughs> Uh yeah, I don't think I've watched anything other than that first Stranger Things episode. It's funny, uh, things kind of fall away depending on whether or not I'm recording a Game Nerds episode. So there was a Game Nerds out this week. Go check it out. We talk about Pokemon Go because everybody is. And I haven't then, listened uh, to it yet. I'm excited though. Uh, it's a pretty good episode if I don't say so myself. And then <laughs> on uh, things I should have followed up on at the beginning of the episode, the, the Lobster is available on iTunes for fourteen ninety nine to buy. Ah, okay. So, uh, I, and from what people have said about it, I might just blind buy it and go ahead. But uh, it's out there; it's on on demand. So, check that out. Uh, but you guys, yeah, had an experience together. It was an experience. Yes, please. Yeah. You take ha- take it to, to intro I, this. I haven't us. heard anything about this yet, so I, I'm excited. We went to a concert um, that was uh, John Carpenter performed at the in Detroit at the Masonic Temple. And he's been touring around the United States for the past couple months now. Yep. And um, a lot of it has to do with the fact that John Carpenter has released a couple albums, the Lost Themes albums, where he has gotten together with his son and a couple of his son's friends, I believe a son-in-law of his, yep. and they have essentially recorded... I, I think the idea is that they have recorded new themes for movies they've made up in their heads, kind <laughs> of. And the both albums are really cool. Crazy good. Um, I actually... The second one's even better, I think. Um, and so what he's done is he has... He's going around the country. He's going to go overseas. Um, and he is playing the themes from Lost Themes and mixing them in with um, a re- retrospective of themes from his films yeah. and he goes on stage and he plays clips of the movies in the background it's it's almost like a he's got a you know a big screen in the back and it's almost like a it's like a highlight reel mm-hmm. so it takes you i mean it starts at the beginning of the movie and then it shows you kind of all the big beats of the movie as they're playing the theme it's very it's whoever, it gets you psyched for them whoever edited I, those things i want to watch all, i want to watch like all of them after we are done with this and whoever put those together did a fantastic job it got it made me want to rewatch all the movies i was yeah. like oh my god that movie's so good i forgot <laughs> how good that movie was it made me rewatch christine that's awesome so, so yeah willie and i went um this weekend this past weekend and it started off with a showing uh, how many people do you think were there 1000 
maybe I'm bad at, ish. Yeah, yeah, I'm bad at, but yeah, something like that. A decent crowd was there, yeah. and we watched. Um, they showed Escape from New York beforehand, which Willie and I decided is a weird concert film, <laughs> <laughs> especially when you have other ones to choose from in his filmography that yeah. are much more, um, uh, that feed into the whole audience thing much more. Right. I mean, people were having fun with it. They were doing their best, but it felt so forced. Like I was going to say, it, and people were having fun with it, and I remember at certain points going, like, I don't think you should be having fun with this. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, and Willie and I, I think, agree on Escape from New York. I put it just outside, like, my cop, Carpenter Top 5 anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I like it a lot. I think mm-hmm. it's really good, but it's not one of my favorites. I feel like that's where you play They Live. That's what Tim exactly. said. And, yeah. and I... And I, I I said, you know, Big Trouble in Little China would have been another Big Trouble, yeah. That too, absolutely. Yep. Those are like midnight movies. The party movies. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, those are the kind of movies you don't need to be paying a ton of attention to. You can kind of yell at the screen and interact with it. Get so. up and get a beer. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. So, and it's less awkward when people cheer. Sort of yeah. <laughs> it was cool to see it, but it was a little strange. Yeah, what did you think of it? Did you notice anything different this time? It's been um, a while since I'd seen it. It's... It's it's darker than I remember it yeah, being. Like everybody's awful except for like the one doctor. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, everybody's pretty bad. Like, um, I remember thinking Snake was a lot cooler when I was younger. Now I'm like, he's a he's a, a monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yes, he's great. Like yeah, yeah, um, he's a great character. He's but he's he's certainly a, a nasty, and he's, and a, Carpenter goes out of his way to make him a like just. Completely. He's like the most nihilistic character yeah. I think Carpenter's <laughs> ever made. Yeah. I mean, he ends the movie, and spoilers for Escape from New York if you haven't seen it. He ends the movie by essentially destroying a tape that would prevent nuclear war. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he just does like, whatever. Can, can, I tell, can I admit something? Sure. I like the end of Escape from L.A. better. No, it is better. It is better. Um, <laughs> it is better because the, the, the device he uses is so much cooler to me than just tearing up a tape. I love that, the EMP thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. At the end of Escape from L.A., um, oh, did, should we spoil it? I don't know. Uh, spoil it. <laughs> it's not going to ruin the movie what, for you. Well, it's been a while since I watched it, but essentially he turns out all of yeah, he is, he 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 find there's a weapon mm-hmm. that's it's basically an EMP that has the power to black out the globe. Right. And he just and then somehow he swindles it away yeah. at the end of the mission. He just presses the button and blacks out the and globe. He, and then he, and <laughs> so, then he ends by going, doesn't he go welcome to humanity? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's basically Carpenter's Carpenter's like dissertation on on unplug your crap, cut yeah. it out. Like you're all zombies. <laughs> of course now he plays a lot of video games, so <laughs> I'm not sure that maybe you should go back and relook look in at, LA. Did he write Escape? Did he write it too? He wrote yeah. the Escape movies. Okay. Yes, he wrote oh. both of them. So it was his message. It was. Oh, it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Escape um, from LA is all his film. It's just. <laughs> it's just true. really silly. That probably would have been a better. It, no, it would have been. Too. Yeah. Would have been a better of the two. I mean, I can see why they would choose New York over LA, but it's a better movie. Yeah. Um. Now, the concert itself. Yeah. Let's get to that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, he played it all. He was like, so awesome. He, he was ama- <laughs> first of all, he was amazing. Yeah, because like he was happy, like he was smiling. I think I could think I saw smiles from where I was at. <laughs> well, you read interviews with him; he's always wanted to be a rock star, and, and like this is his chance right now. And he's doing it with his son. <laughs> he's, he's kind of a rock star. Yeah, <laughs> like he like would put his hand up in the air every once in a while and like get the crowd pumped, and then he like he was dancing. He had this dance. Like, he was. He was, he was <laughs> 
I can't even do it anymore. I don't think it's like this old man kind of dance where he kind of like dances along. It was yeah. so funny. Like one of his guitarists, he had like three guitarists, but one of the guitarists off the side of him towards the end was like, you could tell he was having fun. He was dancing. He was still doing the carpenter. They were both doing the carpenter. He was doing the carpenter. And I was like, oh my God. And Tim said to me afterwards, he's like, do you want to go out for a night on town and just do the carpenter? And I was like, yes. <laughs> so there is a dance called the carpenter. And you know he what? He put on sunglasses during They Live. <laughs> <laughs> and he blasted Obey across yeah, the screen. so cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, he played, he, well, I don't know, what, what were some of your favorites that he played? My favorite was, I really like the version of Halloween they played. Yeah. Um, it was just with the guitars and everything, and I think his son was playing the keyboard um, yes. during that, and it was just so awesome. And they had the jack-o'-lantern lights See, going. that's, that's yeah. one thing I wanted to mention, too, in regards to the Halloween and, and the other ones they used. They had the light show also was an element to it, Yeah, and it added so much to it. I mean, like. Tim said mm-hmm. they, there were some lights on the stage that lit up and they looked like jack-o'-lanterns before the song even started. So everybody, like everybody if, knew. if you're paying attention, you knew what was yeah. coming next. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Um, I really like that one. I love Assault on Precinct 13. I love the soundtrack. Mm. Um, I really, I mean, there wasn't much that I didn't like. Yeah, I know you like Christine a lot. Mm. That was my biggest surprise the night. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, watching the movie afterwards, feeling surprised again. But I forgot how good the score for Christine is. Yeah. It's so good. Um. <laughs> And they used the lights so cool in that. Too. That was the last song of the night was Christine. Right. As he had a fun, you know, they, they like, oh, drive home safe. He goes, drive home safe because Christine's out there. And then he just started playing it. And I was like, oh, God, this is so good. And then they, for a while, because they would start the clips of the movie mm-hmm. um, as soon as the music started. But this one, it was just a red background. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. Like, they're not going to show clips from Christine. But they waited until the, the music amped up for a second, yeah. and then there's a shot of Christine in the movie where her headlights are like blindingly yeah. bright. They shine lights on the audience like the headlights. That's awesome. Yeah. It was so cool. I got like goosebumps. Like, yeah. This is great. <laughs> and it was nice. Is it, well, he mixed the movies with, with the Lost themes. Which and, are awesome. And the Lost themes are really awesome. The only thing I wish, they w- I wish they would have picked like something else to put in the background because they look like windows 95 screensavers in the background for a lot of <laughs> like it was for a lot of lost themes because they don't have movie clips but i don't know what you could have done honestly um john carpenter hasn't upgraded to no they could have just showed pictures of him playing video games <laughs> <laughs> just show la lakers clips <laughs> um, <laughs> um what else there was one well, Hall- halloween was great i agree yeah, yeah. yep yeah. Um, the beauty of Halloween, that theme is it soars. Like, like if you listen to it long mm-hmm. enough past the initial, just the keyboard part, it like starts soaring as it goes. Like, I don't know. It's yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, another one that, that, uh, he did, uh, the thing, which is one of my favorite scores of all time. Oh yeah. It's um, not his, it's or, not his score. Yeah. Uh, Morricone did the score for the yeah. thing. And I've always, that's one thing I've always been curious. I don't, I'd never seen him been asked, had never seen him ask the question, how did that happen? Like, because mm-hmm. it sounds like a Carpenter score. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm wondering how that partnership happened. Was it the studio wanted to have somebody else do it? Was it he? I don't, I'm very curious about that. Um, It'd be funny if like the studio wanted somebody else to do it and he talked to Ennio and Ennio was like, do whatever you want and just put my name on it. I, I'm really curious <laughs> to see what it was all about, but he dedicated it to Ennio, which is pretty cool. That's he awesome. was like, this one's for Ennio Morricone. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, God, there was another one that was uh, Assault was a surprise for me too. Uh, the, the one I'm thinking of, and it, it's really the, about the whole concert. Is the whole concert? I, I mean, I'm sure there have been um, composers that have done concerts and yeah. with like orchestras and stuff in the past, but this felt like a rock concert that yeah. we went to, and it felt it felt like a horror movie at times. Like when we were in it, and the one I'm thinking of is like he ends it with the In the Mouth of Madness, and In the Mouth of Madness is crazy. 
Like, it, I mean, it, the movie ends, I, to be fair, I don't even understand how In the Mouth of Madness ends. Like, I don't understand the last 20 minutes of that movie. I don't understand the whole but thing. But it ends with um, Sam Neill basically watching the end of the world on a movie screen. And, and laughing hysterically. And laughing hysterically. <laughs> and that's how they end the concert with that clip. And I'm like, this is, this is horrifying. Like, we're, awesome. we're, we're about to leave the, the, the seats <laughs> of this, of what is essentially a theater after watching Samuel well, lose I mean, his it brain. also helps for some context for those of you that have never been. The Masonic Temple is <sighs> it's a supposedly haunted yeah. Masonic Temple. Yeah. And, and it's, there's a lot of... Uh, it, it could be very terrifying. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of people that like to trespass and go check out some of the stuff that's like off-limits. And, and it's you can probably huge find building. pictures of it online. You search for Masonic Temple Detroit. But it's the perfect place for a John Carpenter concert. It was it was amazing. It, honestly, it's it's a it's legitimately one of those once in a lifetime experiences. It's if you it, get a chance if you're overseas and he's coming. If you live in the UK or mm-hmm. in Europe anywhere, I know he's doing a European tour. Like, check it out. Do mm-hmm. it. It's so cool. I don't even think you have to be a fan of his movies to enjoy just the experience of it either. It's very yeah. It's just a yeah. very cool experience. I w- I wish I would have bought my ticket with you guys because I I wanted to go but I I didn't I didn't spring on the tickets and then uh, Nick Nick ended up going out of town this weekend and so oh, he okay. couldn't he couldn't do it anyway so it was just kind of a yeah know, we were thinking it was that you a guys, wash yeah we were like man I wish, we wish we yeah. were there. Uh, Prince of Darkness, just real quick. Prince of Darkness is that's that was. I mean, it's it's been reevaluated now. I think more so, but mm-hmm. growing up, I remember being like the only person. I felt like I was the only person in the world that knew that movie, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is really good. Why is nobody talking about this one?" And um, so I was really psyched because yeah. th- that always felt like my my Carpenter movie. Yeah. You know, so it was cool that he played Prince of Darkness. I was very psyched about that, and it really grossed uh, grossed Amy out. Oh, the thing. The thing was the one where she could what, not, she was, like couldn't look at the screen anymore. It was the head coming off and turning into a spider. I haven't seen the thing in a while, and then just watching a condensed three minute version of that movie—it's crazy because it's just gore everywhere, heads flying off, dogs turning it inside yeah. out. Yeah, if you have no context for it, it's got <laughs> like like seriously. If you put like that, like just showed a weird like three minute YouTube video. With like trippy music and put clips from that and Prince of Darkness <laughs> and In the Mouth of Madness, you'd probably kill somebody. Like, <laughs> like, so like it makes you realize how insane you those really need. Are. They live at Big Trouble in Little China to break that up, lighten yeah. things up a bit. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. It was cool too because the audience would occasionally um, they would cheer at moments um, during like the highlight reels of the movies, like the big moments and stuff. Yeah. It was kind of fun because they would be like. Ah! You know, like, uh, yeah, it was, That's it was really cool. cool. It was such a cool experience. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you guys got to check that out. Uh, but it's time to move on and play a quick game of Tagline Takedown. Yeah. This game is specially formulated for you guys. And I expect it might go kind of quick. It might also take forever. So. Okay. Get ready. All right. Your first tagline is a 24-hour nightmare of terror. Um, Me? Yes, Willie. The Halloween? No. Oh, I know this. A twenty-four hour nightmare of terror. Do you? Um, do you? Have, do you have a guess, Tim? Uh, but nightmare on Elm Street. Nope. It's Friday the Thirteenth. It's Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, okay. All right. That. That's, I'm sad now. All right. Uh, the next uh, tagline tag here. Um, this is the one you'll be dying for. This is the one you'll be dying. For. <laughs> a Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. That is incorrect. Willie. Wait, is this Friday the Thirteenth Part Four? Uh, yes, it final is. Final chapter. It is the final chapter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, yeah. please use the subtitles. 
Um, Sorry. All right, all right. I like that. All right. Evil has finally found a home. That's is that Jason goes to hell. That is correct. Beautiful. I I knew that one. Yeah, That's what yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> the body count continues. Um, that would be uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Two. That is correct. The slicer, the dicer, and this time they're not any nicer. The slicer, the dicer, and this time they're not any nicer. Would it be uh, Freddy versus Jason? That is correct. Ooh, because that it's is the slicer and the dicer. Terrible tagline. Ooh, yikes! You know his name. You know the story. On Friday the Thirteenth, witness his resurrection. Um, um, Jason lives. That's incorrect. Oh, <laughs> it Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. Jason lives. That is incorrect. That wasn't incorrect because of the title. It's incorrect because it's the wrong movie. Is it? Is it Part Five? That's incorrect. Is it the remake? That is correct. Oh, really? <laughs> huh. Kill or be killed. <laughs> Part three. Incorrect. Um, Jason X. Incorrect. What? Part five. Incorrect. It's part seven. Incorrect. What is it Manhattan? Incorrect. I was gonna say. It's not even a Friday the 13th movie, is it? It is a Friday the 13th movie. I wish I didn't put one. I wish one of these movies was not a Friday the 13th. Kill or be killed? Yes. Part did we say part three? N- yeah. Uh, maybe, but no, that's not it. What oh. one did we what one did You've we missed say? one? Do we skip one? <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't skip anything. <laughs> wait a as second. As far as I know, neither Freddy of you. Freddy versus Jason we got. Uh-huh. Yep. We did the we remake. Got the remake. Excuse the process of elimination. <laughs> we got the remake. We got two. We got one. Jason got X. Four. It is not Jason X. Uh, the TV series? That's incorrect. It's a movie. Come on. What else was he? Kill or be killed. <laughs> There's a Jason movie you have missed. Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it could be. <laughs> you've gotten Jason. You've gotten Friday one, Friday two, Friday four, Friday nine. I said Friday three. That's not three. <laughs> is, oh, is it? Is it Friday three part six? Jason lives. Yes, it is. Oh, oh, that's oh. Jason lives. <laughs> that's dumb. <laughs> That's the worst one. I see what you're saying. Okay, okay. All right. Um, this one might be hard. New York has a new problem. Ghostbusters. No. <laughs> um, oh, I thought you were doing the lead in right now. It's a good guess. It's, it's Manhattan. That Muppets is, in Manhattan? Is that 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 no, it is Friday the 13th. Jason takes Manhattan. All right, Jason is New back. York has a new problem. <laughs> yeah, I know. What a shitty, what a shitty thing to say. <laughs> As if it weren't bad enough, New Yorkers. No wonder they didn't let them in the city. The marketing campaign for that movie is so good. It's so, it's so mean. So good that none of it exists in the movie, I know, right? None of it's in the- <laughs> All of the stuff in New York takes place in the marketing campaign. I love the, I love the, the story behind that and how like the director was like, yeah, so, I mean, the script started and it was like half a New York, or it was like, you know, 75% New York, 25% on this boat on the way to New York. And then they were like, I got to scale it back a bit. So then it was like, all right, it's 50%, 50%. Nah, they got to scale it back a little bit more. It wound up being like 10% New York, 90% cruise ship. Oh, <laughs> all right. Jason is back, but this time someone's waiting. Oh, seven. What's the subtitle? Oh, God, the new blood. That's correct. Yeah. All right. A new dimension in terror. Jason X. 
Nope. No, part three. Oh, third correct. dimension. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Uh, if Jason still haunts you, you're not alone. Is I it, know what it is. Is it part five? It's ours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's ours. It's ours. <laughs> All right, and then one final one. This Halloween, meet the perfect 10 in terror. I mean, I guess that would be Jason X. Yeah, that's correct. That's so stupid. (laughs) I was inspired. I didn't even think it was on Halloween. Today I was listening. Perfect 10 in terror? I was listening to um, Doug Loves Movies, and he was playing this game. But he did Friday the 13th Part 3 because it uh, has... A particular tagline. Uh, let me see if I can find it. <laughs> That's what I like is I, I'm sure these Friday the 13th movies have like 15 taglines a piece. Oh, I guarantee. Yeah. Well, and they all say Jason or Friday. In them. <laughs> so it's a miracle that I was able to get ones that didn't have that. But after a certain point, I was like, well, you guys are going to catch on to this. Right. So I might as well just include those. Right. I think the, the only reason why I know a couple of those is because I have a f- part four poster that I hung in my room forever. So I saw the tagline every day when I got up. Right. I don't know where he must have gotten this, but there was a really good. It, it, it had nothing to do with the movie. Did not reference the fact that it was in 3D at all. It, it didn't even reference Jason. It was. <laughs> it, I think it was something like, you'll be scared. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it was like the Korean poster or something. <laughs> You'll be scared. Yes. Well, I meant to grab a Ghostbusters tagline, but I didn't. That's okay. So who are you gonna call? Ghostbusters. <laughs> I think that was the tagline. I think it was. probably. Yeah. Yeah. And then the second one was like, I don't know, <laughs> like they're back again. Yeah, no, uh, they did that one too. Mm-hmm. On on the because I used to movies. have. I don't think I had the poster. I know I had a CD or the tape. Sorry. Busta makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh, IMDb says, uh, be ready to believe us. Oh, yeah. I remember that a little bit. Okay. So. That makes sense. All right. Well. Mm-hmm. Without Ernie Hudson that, on the poster. With all of that being said. <laughs> after that fanfare. It's time for us to discuss Paul Feig's Ghostbusters. Uh... This movie stars Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon, Melissa McCarthy, Leslie Jones, and many more people. Mm -hmm. Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. The IMDb synopsis says, Following a ghost invasion of Manhattan, paranormal enthusiast Aaron Gilbert and Abby Yates, a nuclear engineer Jillian Holtzman, and subway worker Patty Tolan band together to stop the otherworldly threat. Uh, So, a lot of fanfare about this movie going around. Uh, a lot of butthurt fanboys all over the place. Yeah. Uh, Willie, what did you think of Ghostbusters 2016? Um, I'll come right on on Front Street and say that I was not, um, I had no interest in, in this going into it. Yeah. Um, and it has nothing to do with the fact that the cast are females. I, it has nothing to do with that. Yeah. It has to do with, I think, I, I, I talked a little bit with, with Tim about this earlier today, about I think just the years and years of Ghostbusters 3 talk and it's on and it's off and Murray's in and Murray's out and I, and then Harold Ramis passed away and I went, I don't care anymore. Yeah. I just don't. It doesn't do anything for me. Um, so yeah, I went into this with pretty low expectations, but I had been hearing some things that were making me go, huh, all right. Um, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Um, the cast is, is great. 
they have fantastic chemistry with each other, which makes sense. They've worked together before in different capacities. Mm-hmm. Um, McKinnon and Leslie Jones, obviously, on SNL. And then um, McCarthy and, and Kristen Wiig have done a few movies together now yeah. with Paul Feig. <laughs> yeah, so um, the chemistry's there, and it works. And, um, and Hemsworth is really funny, too. Um, he, he makes it good. I'll let you guys talk about Hemsworth a little bit. Okay. Uh, anyway, but... Um, it's it's a just a really 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 funny movie. Um, it's action packed. It's got a lot of really well shot and well choreographed action scenes, which was surprising to me. Um, it does stumble a, a for a little bit. First twenty minutes or so, I was I was concer- I was concerned. Yeah. Um, I was worried that my fears kind of of it being just a full on retread of what we I, stuff I'd already seen. Just with women in the roles and with CG ghosts, I was like, I, I don't want to, that's, that's not enough reason to make a, but it's good. Like, like it gets good. Um, the first 20 minutes, like I said, it tries to follow too long a little bit with like the, okay, here's the two scientists and they do this. Um, once they get kind of the whole gang together though, things really start to roll and, and it, it's, it gets very funny very quick and they deviate from Ghostbusters one and two in terms of, I won't say too much, but the villain and what the plot of the villain is and all that stuff. It they deviate enough from that to where it feels like it's genu- genuinely feels like its own movie. Yeah. Um, which is great. It doesn't feel like a remake, it doesn't feel like a rehash, it feels like its own thing. Um and these characters, I think most importantly, um another fear I had was that they were just gonna be kind of archetypes that were fit into the slots of the original four Ghostbusters. Yeah. I think not, everybody saw a picture of Kate McKinnon and was like, she's Egon. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because she's got the glasses. She actually, she looks like animated series Egon. Yeah. 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 Um, do you remember the extreme Ghostbusters? I do. Yeah, yes. that's, she reminded me of a character. Right, <laughs> right. Um, and that might have been kind of a nod to that. Who knows? I don't Potentially, know. yeah. The look could have been a nod. But um, they are very much their own characters. Um, the only one I would think I was a little bit like, eh, with was... Leslie Jones being introduced later on, like Winston is. I was kind of like, do we have to do that? Like, <laughs> yeah. can't she just be a member of the team from the get go? Yeah. I mean, I, it, it it's cool. She's a, still a cool character, and and her being the outsider in that group that comes in uh, makes for some fun moments. So it's it works out fine. But I was just like, eh, yeah, you know, um, yeah. The only other complaint I have is I wish we had seen a little. I, I would have liked a few practical ghosts here and there. I know that probably sounds silly, Practical Ghosts, but I think the first two Ghostbusters were the only movies I can think of where I saw like a practical ghost and it was cool. Yeah. Or the ghost possessing things in the real world and doing cool stuff with them. Um, the lady's jacket who tries to eat her. Mm-hmm. Or the zombie cab driver that always scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Yeah. I'd like to see one or two of those. I feel like the ghost designs are very cool in this. The, when you get to see them full on, you're like, oh, that's a really cool the design. The effects are beautiful, too. They're really pretty to look at. Like that, that to me, like... Almost seeing the effects makes me think this is kind of why we needed a new Ghostbusters movie. Oh, sure. It looks the fidelity of the ghosts is awesome. Yeah, it's really it's really really well done. Um, I like the designs a lot. I, I I wish there was a bit of a mix a mixture of it though, because yeah. I think towards the end especially it's pretty to look at. But I go, they all just look like light blobs kind yep. of floating around. So I was like, I wanted to see more um, defined and, and yeah, and a little more interaction maybe with like you miss some of that. I mean. They did a good job of, of acting opposite, and I think most actors nowadays have gotten used to this. Cause yeah, there's more, like, techniques have gotten better for acting against CG creation. True, but at the same time, there is that, you do lose that feeling. So I wish there were a few more practicals in there. I understand yeah. why there's not, but hopefully if, they, if they're if they able to do a sequel, um, they do a, f- a little bit more in that, that yeah. realm. I'm hoping they do. Um, standouts for me, uh, 
McKinnon is a standout. That character is insanity. <laughs> um, but I like I spent almost like honestly a good chunk of the movie looking just watching her mm-hmm. and going, "What is yeah. she doing? <laughs> <laughs> like what? Is, like what?" As an actress, not just as a comedian, but as an actress, why did she make that decision? Like, I sit there puzzled by it, but I like everything she's doing. I just can't figure it out, Yeah, uh, which is fun. Um, Leslie Jones is really funny. I hadn't seen her really in anything, so it's cool yeah. to see her. She's very funny. Um, and then Hemsworth was very funny. I think he's a funnier guy than, than he gets credit for. So I, I'd like to see him do... As long as he picks the right comedies, I'd like to see him do more comedies. Because yeah. I thought he was funny in Vacation, you, oh, too. I was going to say, did you see Vacation? Yeah, he had yeah. a funny little bit in Vacation. Okay. Um, the only other thing is that, uh, all the cameos are great, with the exception of one cameo. And I will talk about that in spoiler Terry. Okay, yeah. cool. Interesting. Okay. Tim, Yo. Ghostbusters is your favorite movie of all time. I would say so, yes. What did you think of Ghostbusters 2016? Let's, um, yeah, let's say, let's do this. Um, Ghostbusters, yeah, favorite movie of all time. When they announced they were rebooting it, remaking it, I went, hey. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I think we we probably have me on record with Willie going, this is not a good idea. Yeah. And um, then I watched it a couple weeks ago, the first Ghostbusters, and I really got done. I went, this is not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember when they announced the all-female cast and who they cast in it, I I was more interested because the other idea they were floating around, and Willie pointed out, was like from the Sony, the leaked emails, was like Channing Tatum as a Ghostbuster. Yeah. And I love Channing Tatum, but he's not a Ghostbuster. Because <laughs> at least with these women, like they're in the same vein of the male Ghostbusters, and they're kind of they're normal people yeah. that get dragged into something bigger. No, but not even that. But if you think about Harold Ramis, Bill Murray, mm-hmm. and uh, Dan Aykroyd, they're comedians. They, yeah, they yeah. people knew them from their comedy. And yep. there's an SNL. Uh, heritage thing yeah, going on there, right. too, which is very cool. Yeah, so. yeah, and I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when I heard when I heard this, then the trailers were not very good. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Feig is that how we're pronouncing? Yeah. Because I get him confused with Feig. Pretty sure it's Feig. <laughs> yeah, Feig. But that might just be me hearing a bunch of people that don't know what they're talking yeah. about. Either way, yeah. <laughs> trailers for his movies are always bad. Yeah. And his movies are always good. I always like his movies. Um, <laughs> it's such a sad state of affairs. I, I don't get it. Like. <laughs> I, and I, I think it's a lot has a lot to do with it being his comedy is more character based and yeah. a lot of riffing and you it's tough to get that across in a trailer. Yeah. Um. But either way, that's let's not. Crazy. Makes me wonder if if it would be better if his movies were ser- like his trailers were served as a single scene like Zootopia. Right. That'd be interesting. Yeah. But anyway. Please. Yep. Or with this one, I almost even know if I would put any jokes in the trailer. Yeah. I was like, here's Ghostbusters. Like, it it would be one of those ones that's like here's the f- like it, like leading up to showing the first ghost or something like that. Right. And, like those ones from the eighties that right. were just like in a world like <laughs> something like that. That's not even indi- like not even the movie. Yeah. But anyway. Um, so let's get to the actual movie. Yeah. Um, I liked it a lot. I did. Um, it's my, it's my second, uh, second favorite Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> um, and here's the thing. I, yeah, I like all of the Ghostbusters movies. <laughs> what I find the best way to break down comedies is by stats and yep. percentages. LPM. And, yeah. LPM. <laughs> the first Ghostbusters has like a 95% hit rate on the jokes for me. Um, it's just really funny. I laugh at everything. This one is like 65, 60, 70, hovering around that area. But there's a lot of jokes in this one. And I think that's, and I bring that up and I think it works because this is a completely different style of comedy than the first movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Ramus's 
movies all are very precise their jokes um you can see where they're where they're going, where they're coming from, what they build off of. Yeah, these there's a lot of riffing with the um, Paul Feig movies. Yeah, and I think that different style of comedy helped a lot for me. And also, honestly, probably that there are females as the main Ghostbusters. Yeah. It's a. I mean, if this was because there, it's it's really kind of in the vein of the first one, where it's kind of a slobs versus snobs type deal. But if it was just more slobby men. <laughs> uh, it just went up. Like, all right. I mean, I would have laughed. Yeah. But this is different. Um, it reminded me. The movie it reminded me a lot of, honestly, was the J.J. Abrams Star Trek that first one. Interesting. Because the plot of it is not very good at times. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I have heard that they're they're planning on releasing it with like fifteen or twenty extra minutes on DVD. Yeah. And I'm all for that. Actually. I heard his first cut was like four hours. Four long. hours long. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I kind of want to see. That. <laughs> but I can't even imagine. No, <laughs> I think that's how he does all his movies. I yeah. mean, all his movies are a little long. Like yeah. Bridesmaids and Spy, I know are. A little uh, but long. I wonder if how, how much of that four hours is like I'm, I'm letting this go, this joke go a little too long yep. or something like that. Still yep. shorter than BV. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> DOJ no, ultimate cut. And still not even rated R probably, but right. <laughs> um, it, it would be interesting to see how much of that is this joke needs to be cut down and how much of it is just a lot of other elements. To it. Right. Yeah. And the reason I, I want to see 50 more minutes cause it feels like it just feels a little disjointed at times. Um, and especially going into the finale. Yeah. Like there are, there seems like there's scenes missing, like yeah. a character dies and then all of a sudden, like they're just back to normal, like yep. right after it. And it feels like there's no tissue there. They cut it out. Yeah. And that's fine. When I'm sitting in the theater, I actually didn't really care. Like I don't mind it. Like, let's keep it moving. Yeah. yeah. I'm okay with that, but I'm okay. But, but it reminded me a lot of that because it gets by on character and it gets by on humor a lot, like mm-hmm. the Abram Star Trek. And it's really nice to look at. Um, the ghost designs I was um, really happy with. Yeah. Like they're awesome. Um, it, not a slight of I liked Goosebumps, but this is kind of what I wanted from Goosebumps in a way. Interesting. Uh, um, just the way they looked because they were, they were scary, but not too scary for a kid. Um, whereas like the Goosebumps ones always just kind of look kind of really cartoony to me, like they were Nickelodeon. Um, this one was kind of fun. Um, the performances are what stood out for me. Um, Willie already mentioned uh, Kate McKinnon, Leslie Jones. I still watch SNL on a weekly basis. Um, I think I've talked about it before. It's kind of like pro wrestling for me yeah. where I'll always just watch it. Yeah. Uh, I love those two on that show. I think they're great. And it, I'm really happy for both of them. Uh, McKinnon is insane. Um, <laughs> she's giving this, it's like a Jim Carrey type performance where like every single second she's trying to be funny. And that's good. And that's because I think um, they have the good sense to kind of keep her in the background a lot of the times, too. So I feel like her performance is almost tiring. Like, if yeah. I think about it, I'm like, how she needed to be on <laughs> all of the time. And she, she, that's the thing. That's the kind of thing I was talking about. Like, she's always doing weird. Like, she's doing stuff with, like, her mouth in the background. Right? Yeah. She's like, like <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what is she doing right now? <laughs> this scene does not require that. But I mean, good. I, I'm, I'm not mad at it, but and I think one of the reason it works is because she's so out there. She's really the only one that's, uh, well, Chris Hemsworth, but he's a side character. I mean, of the main four Ghostbusters, yeah. She's really the one. Um, I like Wig and McCarthy in this a lot because they're very, um, they're very subdued in their performance. They're not, uh, um. Mac- 
Feig, Feig gets Melissa McCarthy, yeah. and that's nice. Um, he's about the only director that does, and he knows how to rein her in. He knows how to tone her down because she can. She plays to her worst instinct sometimes in a lot of movies. Um, she falls back on a lot of screaming and yelling, mm-hmm. and she's better than that. She's funnier than that. Um, yeah, she is. Yeah, <laughs> and Wig is uh, Wig is that nice kind of like every woman type yeah. too. And she plays it in this, and she's she's great. Um, and Jones, Leslie Jones, Leslie Jones is um, character wise is like my favorite character for a little bit for the first half because she's she's that mass transit worker who knows way too much about the city and won't shut up about it. <laughs> and it's a great uh, way to move the plot forward. And it's also like just a great New York character because yeah. you know those characters are all around New York. <laughs> and I just. Um, I wish the second half gave her more than more to do in the movie. I yeah. think that was one of my letdowns because it kind of falls back on her just screaming and yelling. And she's so much she's so much more than that in the first half. And yeah. it's, it was fun. Um, there are a couple of jokes where they they go too far into like the oh she's the screaming loud, loud African American woman, woman yep. which yep. is yeah. like okay like we I don't know that's that's too cheap. So yeah, yeah, there are one. I don't think they do it too much, but I don't think so either. Um, the con- the metal concert scene is the one where I can think of where I'm like, oh, yeah. Metal- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are a couple scenes towards the end, too, where they just don't have much to do for. Um, I liked all the cameos. Try to wrap it up here real quick. Um, I love the side, particularly um, Andy Garcia, of all people, who I'm not a fan of. <laughs> and Chris Hemsworth are fantastic in this. Yeah. Um, there was one more thing, and I don't remember. We'll probably get into it in spoilers. But okay. um, overall, really, really liked it. All right. Yeah, I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. I didn't have high expectations for it, but I also wasn't uh, disapproving of the idea at all. Um, I think as we talked previously, and I was thinking about it as I was ruminating on Ghostbusters, of like, this is one of Tim Ghostbusters is one of Tim mov- favorite movies of all time. And then I remember we've had discussions about like, what if they were remaking Back to the Future? Like, would you have that that vehement opposition not that you had that tim but something that like a real like oh i've had it in the past though yeah yeah when i was younger yeah uh and and my reaction was to that was like in genuine reaction i was like i think i'd want to see it just to see what it is Mm -hmm. you know like why are they doing it what are they doing new what are they doing different and so i think that's kind of how i approached this movie and i ended up enjoying it quite a bit um i'm basically going to be parroting a lot of points that i've already had i will say in the first like 15 minutes of this movie not only do you get Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy and Kate McKinnon you also get uh, Charles Dance in <laughs> like an awesome role uh-huh. like a small role but awesome uh, Ed Bangley Jr. and Zach Woods as well like all all three of them are like they're perfectly cast in these roles that they're, that they're being used for and so I think Paul Feig has a great eye mm-hmm. and his casting director. They are, they, they know what they need and they go for, for the, for the right people for these different parts. So that's awesome. Don't they make a great Ed Begley Jr. Mm-hmm. joke about his name? Yeah. Because <laughs> his dad was an actor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's really funny. But, um, all of that aside, I, I think, uh, the, um, the main actors themselves are great. I was a little baffled by McKinnon at times, but I found it entertaining still, which I think is where you are, Willie. Um, the there are some things that I didn't enjoy. I really am disappointed this isn't a sequel because I oh think to the Ghostbusters to, to the oh, yeah. like it should be not necessarily a sequel, but I wish it was in the universe where the Ghostbusters existed because I feel like these Ghostbusters can stand toe to toe with those Ghostbusters, right? 
And I think they were worried about making that comparison, so they didn't do it. Yeah, and, and I think it's that's tricky because then you you lose the element of them. I, then then I think it feels a you, little bit like yeah. Oh well, they're just they, they didn't invent they, this stuff themselves. I think that kinda... was Paul Feig's uh, reasoning for it was that he didn't want to make a Ghostbusters movie in a world where ghosts have already been sure. interacted with on mm-hmm. that level, which I completely understand. But I think it, uh, it, it, as a fan of the Ghostbusters films, I think this could have stood toe to toe with those if they would have worked on it in a, in a little more to figure out how it would fit in in that way. He, he did just say in an interview that if they do a sequel, he's gonna he has some ideas for how to make rectify that, make, mend yeah. days of future Ghostbusters. I, I'm kinda, I, they, I, well, you could do all sorts Trek of par- parallel dimensions yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Interesting. I'm sure Dan Eckert's like, well, you could do this. And then <laughs> But, uh, he's already got like a, like an Illuminati plot. Going. He's, he's got the cork board with all the strings and the what. Like he's yeah. He's like the Stallone of the, <laughs> the Ghostbusters. <laughs> he's just bothering the new filmmakers yeah. with ideas. Yeah, he, I think him and Stallone and, and Vin Diesel will be like great friends. Oh my god! <laughs> god, I want to be a fly on the wall for that. Oh, but uh, one other thing that I didn't like the, the points. I think the, as as really said, the action was really good. But the points where uh, where the action happens, I think it made a lot of stretching of what it meant to be a Ghostbuster. And that, to me, is part and parcel with the fact that blockbuster movies these days need to be bigger and action-y. Punchier. So, and punchier. Like, the, the idea that you can essentially, like, kill ghosts with these other Ghostbuster-y weapons is really weird. <laughs> yeah. And, and definitely glossed over in this movie and, like, this one particular scene. Uh, so, so that was a little disappointing to me. But overall, I enjoyed the movie quite a bit, and I think we can kind of step into spoiler Terry. So, I think we all give it. it a solid thumbs up. Yep. Yeah, go check see it, it out. Don't believe the haters. Yeah, no. if you didn't like it, and it doesn't get reduced down to there's a bunch of women in this movie, please write in feedback at midwestfilmnews dot com. Yeah, or if you, no, or if you yeah. did like it, or yeah. if you did like it, and, oh, and it's pers- perfectly reasonable not to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, if you didn't enjoy it because of movie reasons, yeah, or because it's not your cup of tea, that's totally fine. But right. if your first line of defense is, "Well, they made them women," <laughs> don't want to hear it. So we'll be right back and spoiler territory. <laughs> Welcome back. We're here in Spoiler Terry for Ghostbusters 2016. Willie, you wanted to lead off the charge. Yes. The proton charge. Yeah. Oh, ooh, man. There he goes. Um, let me, you know what? I'd like to, to devote my portion of Spoiler Terry to the cameos, if, if nobody cool. else minds. Yeah. It's a good place to start. Um, so let's, let's. Can I guess at the one you hate? Which one do I hate? Bill Murray? No. Really? Okay. I did not hate Bill Interesting. Murray. I thought Bill Murray's actually, I, I liked that he had a bit of an extended cameo. Um, I think he would be the one to have the extended cameo. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, didn't, I didn't like the extended cameo. I was fine with it. Um, I wish it would have stuck to the news news report. It like wasn't that. as funny as I wish it was. Yeah. But I liked the idea that Peter Venkman, well, he's not Peter Venkman in the movie, but that Bill Murray is now playing essentially the Walter Peck character. And I, I also liked that they murdered 
he's Peter dead. <laughs> they, yeah. they murdered, yeah. they murdered assume, the most man of the Ghostbusters. Or like the most man boy of the Ghostbusters. <laughs> I assume that was part of his... Like that was a stipulation of him coming back. Oh, totally. Was, I need to die so that I can't be in any more of these. Yeah. That, but, was, that, that, was, that was fun. Um, the one I did not like would be the Ozzy Osbourne, the awkward <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne cameo. Oh. It was so dumb. I didn't even think about that. It was so, it was so dumb. Like... I was uh, like, they literally, like, you can tell, like, he clearly couldn't follow their instructions. Yeah. So, like, he j- barely spits that line out and then it instantly cuts away, like, oh crap. Like, they felt like the need to keep him in the movie. But, like, he was so bad that they were like, let's give him a tiny bit of screen time. Like, they had just, like, they had two seconds of footage they could use and they just <laughs> threw it in there. It's a little unfortunate also that he and Sharon have since broken up. That's, that's, but, but I will say this it made the joke almost funny to me because it's so dark. <laughs> like, he's screaming he's, for Sharon. Because he's so far like, gone, he doesn't realize they're divorced. <laughs> like, it is, that is kind of dark. Yeah, it is really dark. Oh, if man. that was the intention, yeah, I mean, good for that. Good for, on you? What if, that, oh my God. Yeah, what if they cut it? And then, like, they got the divorce, and Puffy's like, put it back in. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Um, so that one wasn't very good. Uh, it, not, it, it was just, I was just like, why? Yeah, and plus, yeah. like Tim said earlier, it was it's like a super dated joke. Like, yeah. it's not yeah. even funny. Yeah. Um, Dan Aykroyd's cameo. That was fun. That was great. I thought yeah. it was cute, yeah. The cab driver, he says the line, mm-hmm. you know, the classic line. Um, well, like, like him just actually knowing all of what's going on. It's like he's playing Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> it's great. He's like, oh, I'm, he's like, I know what's up. I know about the, the level two spectral aberration. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that too because it was really it got kind of corny at the end in that Dan Aykroyd way of like corny where he's like, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> it's charming. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, um, Annie Potts. I didn't expect to see Annie Potts. Oh, the Annie Potts one was really good. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. She was kind of playing Janine. Yeah. a yep. little bit. Um, Oh gosh, who else do we have? Uh, Harold Ramis, that was uh, yeah, the, the who, who obviously is not in the movie because he passed away. But there's a bust of Egon in the background, very briefly. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was I, very cool. in the IMDb trivia. It says something about it being like a female version of him, but I didn't. No, it's him. No, it's I, him. I, I thought it was. It's just him. him with his. It's him. It's like National Lampoon era. Yeah, I yeah. think with his hair and stuff. Yep. Yeah. No, it, that was really cool. Um, who else do we got? Uh, Scorny Weaver comes. Scorny Weaver. End. That was that was fun. You're forgetting one. You're forgetting the best one. The best cameo in this movie <laughs> is one Mr. Ernie Hudson, who is not a supporter of this film, if I recall correctly. Not until he got offered something. And not sure. until he got paid. Um, no, Ernie Hudson's cameo is really good because uh, I well, I think it's it's I think you either if you if you see it coming by that point in the movie, it's only because she mentions her uncle pulling up, and I went, wait a second. And I was like, well, we haven't seen Ernie Hudson yet. Right. Yeah. And I wasn't thinking that until that scene when she goes, oh, oh, my uncle's here. And he, like, he rolls up. And I was like, what if it's Ernie? <laughs> <laughs> what if it's Ernie? It's about you when know? I started laughing because I was like, it's Ernie. It's going to be Ernie. <laughs> right. And Tim, you said you didn't see it coming at all. I didn't see like, it coming at all. So what a delight. It was but, so uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. He was having, he was, you could tell he was, he was having some fun. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love Ernie Hudson. Me too. I got a big soft spot for that guy. <laughs> um... So that was awesome. I can't think of anything, any other big cameos. That's all of your Ghostbusters uh, cameos. Yeah. I know uh, Jason Reitman has a cameo in it. Does oh, does he? He's the metalhead that's like headbanging. Uh, like, like when he grabs, he grabs the villain and he's like, he says something to him when he's walking to the metal show. Huh. Right. Um, that was Jason Reitman. He's got like a shitty metal wig on, I think. That's right. awesome. Um, and actually the villain, the guy who plays the villain, I just saw him on The League. 
Oh, really? He has a recurring role in the league. And I was like, that was funny because I'm like, I've never seen this guy before. Yeah. But I, now I know who he is because I saw him like the day before on the league. I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. Awesome. He plays a total whack job on that too. Um, <laughs> I think that's it for cameos. But yeah, overall, I'd say good job with the cameos. Cameos can be a problem for me with comedies. They can be distracting. They can be super unfunny and just trying to rest on their laurels a little bit. You know what I mean? Can we have Janos in the second one? Yes. <laughs> uh, what's Janos that? ranked the worst character by some crappy website that put together a list of 40, wor- 40 best Ghostbusters characters. They had Janos last. Yeah, that's yes. disgusting. That's dumb. Uh, Oscar got rated. Yeah, they rated Oscar. <laughs> the <Yeah>. baby. <laughs> I'm happy that Chris Hemsworth is not playing Oscar in this film. Oh, my Chris God. Hemsworth. Thank you so much for remembering that was a rumor for a while. <laughs> That's so dumb. What if he is? What if he what, is? What if, what if he just forgot his own name? He's yeah. so dumb. Um, Chris Hemsworth. Oh, what if that's the, the, the link between the two universes is somehow Oscar was sucked through a portal into this alternate dimension, and that's why his brain's all frazzled, and he's so dumb. Yeah. And he just thinks his name is Kevin He's now. like the nexus of all realities. <laughs> and then the old Ghostbusters come through the portal to save Oscar, and they're like, whoa, bro. <laughs> And that's Sounds why he's good. aged so much because he aged in real time. I want to. I want to say. I think my original idea when I heard Chris Hemsworth got announced and I spoke on this podcast is that I like thought Vigo. it would be great if he had no lines at all, <laughs> if he was just the secretary and was just in the background and completely unimportant to everything. But I think they did a fantastic job with him anyway. He's so entertaining as like the totally bumbling idiot. Mm-hmm. He's got the funniest moment, I think, in the movie. Yeah. It's the eyeglasses towards the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> when he just starts scratching his eye. Because you don't, you don't notice that they're missing. And then he starts scratching it. And you're doing the same thing that, that uh, they are. That yeah. they are like, what the? Did he? What? It's so good. <laughs> and the whole thing about his cat. Yeah. Can I bring my cat to work? <laughs> sure. Uh, what oh. kind of cat is it? No, my cat's a dog. <laughs> That's so good. His name is Mike. Mike, my, my, short for Michael Hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Or the, the, there's one moment too, and he goes, um, "They're like Kevin, the phone. Kevin, will you answer the phone?" He goes, "It's in the fish tank." And he like points <laughs> over there, and it's the, there's a phone in the it's, it, the whole thing is so good. It's beautiful. The the joke should have worn thin with Chris Hemsworth, like like the third or fourth scene they did, but it never did for no. me. I was always like, "Bring it back, bring it back." Right I now. think it's because <laughs> you just never see Chris Hemsworth like that. So to see that put the screen it's still it has a lot of novelty through mm-hmm. it it's similar yeah, to so. a 21 jump street channing tatum type yes um situation where you're like man it's funny to see it's cool to see him do and that kind of thing and they go all like he's he's really he's like cartoonishly stupid yeah he's like just there is like no he's really really stupid yeah. <laughs> like yeah. there's no yeah. there's no depth to his character he's an idiot so. <laughs> he's, <Yep. yeah. laughs> he's incredibly stupid I, lo- I, I he's really good in this. He's really good, and the turn they take where they make him essentially make him the villain is kind of fun. Yeah, um, I, I'm sad that I saw that in a trailer. That's kind of yeah. That was kind of lame. I I wish they hadn't shown it. I saw it on a TV spot like when I was watching TV. Yeah. And I was like, why would they show that? Yep. Like, I was like, well, maybe they, he just gets possessed for a second, that, and that's what I was hoping. And then it didn't happen. I was like, that's a really shitty thing to show. Yep. Um, but he's 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 kind of fun playing this like, like gleefully evil, like over the top, you know goofball yeah um that moment when he puts on the ghostbuster suit is so funny to me too. Yeah. he's done it like hey guys <laughs> i'm gonna come with you yeah it's really good um there's a few moments where they poke fun at being uh ridiculed on the internet yeah let's talk about that a youtube let's comments. dive into this a little uh I, I, yeah i think the first one is is the youtube comment on on their video that's a great joke yeah i forget what it, the comment uh, is bitches though. can't bust no ghosts <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
I it, it, for something that could have been super on the nose, it's kind of a really natural place to fit that kind yeah, of jab. It does fit. So I was totally okay with it. Um, even some of what Kevin says when he's got the Ghostbuster suit on of being like, "I was born to be a ghost." Like I think some of that too almost mm-hmm. fits in there as well. Uh, what what else was there? Well, there is the um, there's the villain of the piece. I mean, it's basically yeah. an angry internet nerd. Yes, um, a butthurt Ghostbusters fan. He is, and it's funny. I, I, he's not my the villain is not my favorite part of this. Yeah. I, I, he's fine, but there is a great part. It leads to a great part where he turns into the Ghostbusters logo, and which the, was awesome, by the way. What a great way to, I to love not that. do Stay Puffed. Yeah, to do something in, similar but different. Uh huh. Yeah. And then the four Ghostbusters shoot him in the dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they shoot his penis off, well, it's his ghost penis. It's and great. it was so brazen and, like, well, ballsy. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I went, I, that's really out of nose, but I laughed at it. Really? And really immature. And also, oh, just real quick, the uh, PKA meters look like vaginas. <laughs> oh, they do. They do. I didn't even think about it. I loved the design of them, though. I so. did, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was another thing that you were talking about earlier, another line that gets dropped in terms of, like, the sexism stuff online. I swear that there's another one that was really funny that, it's a quick little jab at it. Yeah, I don't I can't remember, remember right what it was, now. though. Uh, Willie, I think I don't know if you remember, but I told you that there was a Reddit review of Ghostbusters Up, and there was something hidden behind spoiler text. Yes. And I'm pretty certain it was somebody being like, they're complaining about being butthurt or about butthurt fans, but then, and then in spoiler text, it's, I think my guess is that it said something along the lines of, but they shoot the enemy in the dick. And I like. I assume that's what their comment was of like. Mm. So I I don't even. Every, I think it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Every time I hear like um, people on the internet like that, like the first thing that pops in my head is that Louis C.K. bit where he's like, "You can't even hurt my feelings." Like, <laughs> like well, who, how insecure are these people? Like these white male, like angry, persecuted white males that we can't even take a shot in the dick joke. <laughs> we we owned human beings for a while, and we can't take a joke about our dick getting shot off. Like, yeah. let's let's grow up a little. Yeah. Um, it's not cool. No, I think the thing I um, someone online. Also, oh boy, the internet. Uh, take a break. That's a that's a um, piece of advice I'll give to people right now. Is take a break from the internet. Step away, and you'll find less of this. Problem is, it's all over. Like Leslie Jones had to quit Twitter yesterday because yeah. people were harassing her and saying like really racist. Well, somebody really? hacked her account because and, and used a gay slur. Mm-hmm. Are you and, serious? And then uh, people were like, "Oh no, you're just trying to cover it up, saying somebody hacked your account." And she's like, "I'm leaving Twitter in tears tonight, and I'm." done like it, yeah they were posting like racist pictures and stuff. it was it was so that's that's kind of where i'm at like if you step away from this it's probably not that big of a deal to like the normal people yeah. but the problem is like it's kind of a big deal online and yeah. it's kind of gross um but someone was on twitter they're like well the chris hemsworth character is just stupid and one-dimensional and yeah doesn't have anything and like some female comedian or somebody was like welcome to every movie i have yeah. to go to with a no that's the joke <laughs> yeah i know that's the whole joke of the movie like there's the, i think i what it's gotta be is those fabled men's rights activists that I yes. hope I have not yet met in my life because <laughs> I don't think they're actually real. But I think they're like, well, if they want things to be progressive for them, then they shouldn't treat us that way too. And it's just like, no, you know what? There have been years of movies where women characters have been mistreated yeah. terribly. And the fact that there is one dumb dude in a Ghostbusters <laughs> movie is like, who cares? It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. It, 
I don't know. And I the other thing that. is, I mean, the other thing about the movie is that there are these parts in it, but for the most part, it's not like some feminist manifesto. No, 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 <laughs> like no. these are just these no. are just slight little like yeah. nods. Like, hey, I think they had to acknowledge wait, it wait. to a certain extent, right? Um, the only time I I got annoyed was when they were they were acknowledging it in like the the TV spots and stuff, right. and they were doing like those like girls rule like, yeah. like I'm like you don't have to do that don't do it just yeah like, I, you know what I mean just ignore mm-hmm. them I think the people who do see it as like the feminist manifesto are pro- like if they didn't exist and criticize this in the first place I think a lot of that like the internet con- like if that YouTube comment never existed that would have not even been in the movie like yeah it would have never shown through that way well because it so, started during casting the backlash yeah i mean as soon as they they like, it was early it, enough for them to make jokes about to write it. jokes into the movie yeah so, so i don't know it it doesn't deserve if, if, if you don't like it you don't like it which is right yeah. but it doesn't deserve to not be liked because of yeah. females being the leads that's just silly and my other thing is like see it like watch it yeah before you do this yep because it's bizarre yep and yeah i mean i don't know Nerd culture, it's scary. Tim, did you have any other spoilery thoughts that you wanted to get to? Are you talking about the Jaws joke? Well, we can definitely <laughs> talk about that. Oh my god, that Jaws joke! The jo- this has my favorite. What this might be one of my favorite. This is my favorite joke in the movie. <laughs> um, Kristen Wiig busts in to Andy Garcia, who's the mayor of New York at the time, and she goes, "Hey, you've got to evacuate the city." I'm just re-saying the movie, but hopefully, this sells somebody on yeah. it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And she's like, you got to save the, evacuate the city. You don't want to be like the mayor from Jaws. And he goes, don't you ever compare me to the mayor from Jaws. Like, <laughs> no, he, well, he says, he's, it's the way he says it, though. Yeah. He goes, don't you compare me to the Jaws mayor. The Jaws mayor. <laughs> yeah. like, like, that's like a thing. Like, the like, Jaws mayor. It's a thing that goes around mayors. The, <laughs> like, the, at, the, at the mayor convention, they're like, he's totally the Jaws mayor. <laughs> he's a Jaws mayor all the way. <laughs> so that was the best joke. That was beautiful. Um, no, I think I'm good. Other than that, I like the post credit stuff. I like the dance. Yeah. So uh, I thought they were going to do like a thriller thing. Yeah. I, I was out. thinking so too. Uh, let's come back to the post credits thing. Okay. Uh, I, as Willie said, I really enjoyed the action. The one thing that sold me, like I liked the new gadgets that they had. Part of me was just kind of like, oh, that doesn't really. If that was movie two in this series, I'd be like, okay. I missed the catching of the ghosts a little bit. And, that, and that's right. the thing. Yeah. I miss them having the containment unit. I miss there being a montage. Like, I really wanted a strong montage about yeah. just going and catching a bunch of ghosts. And and I'm sad that we didn't quite have that. Extended cut. Hopefully. Um, and then uh, the other thing is, like, with those new gadgets... Uh, the thing that almost sells me on them in the end is that slow mo shot of Kate McKinnon with like the the whips. Yeah, is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Super cool. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, and and it felt like like a like a like a boss move flourish from a video game yeah. or something like sweet. that. So that was really cool. Um, any other thought? Oh, th- there was a, a one last Ghostbusters cameo that we. Kind of almost touched on the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Yeah, which is that was a perfect way to do it. Yeah, that yep. was great. Oh, Slimer too. Slimer as well. He has found love in the afterlife. Yes, which Mrs. with girl Slimer. With girl Slimer, <laughs> which I like. I like that they added that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, hmm. no, I think I guess the only other thing, just to go back to Bill Murray a little bit, I think if his cameo was just the news program, I think I would have just. It would have been great to me. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that they add it on and then kill him. Like, if he was a more persistent Walter Peck and dies in the end of the movie, yeah. I think that would have worked better for me than just kind of the half measure that I get they that. ended up doing. But 
all in all, it doesn't matter that much because uh, it's just a cameo. But um, post credits, post credits, yeah. So oh yeah, we get Leslie Jones saying that she hears something on the audio recording saying Zool. What do you guys think about that? It's dumb. I don't like it either. I thought I was okay with it, but after thinking about it, I'm like, no, I want them to continue in their own direction. Yep. 100%. Not to mention, I think 90% of the people in the audience would be like, what the fuck is Zool? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, on, like I remember Nikki turning me and going, all the people that All the people that would get that are too butthurt about this movie to it, go see. <laughs> well, that or, in all honesty, plenty of people remember Ghostbusters, but I don't think everybody remembers the name of the villain in Ghostbusters. I like, don't know. There I is do, no Dana, only Zool. I quote that kind of all like, the time. That is a quote that <laughs> yeah, has I mean, it's, it, ascended. It is, but I, you know, like, like Nikki's seen Ghostbusters a few times. She didn't remember this who is, Zool was. She goes, that's fair. That's the bad guy from Ghostbusters. Goes, oh. It was this, yeah. It wasn't. I wasn't crazy about it either because it kind of. I was at that point where I'm like, just stand on your own. Like, I hope they don't go with thing. that for the yeah, sequel. Just, I hope they shy away from that. Yeah, I hope that it ends up being just something they ignore, like a cute little yeah. button at the end. Um, yeah, I wasn't crazy about it. Or have them catch Zool in the opening sequence or something and be done with it. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess how it, so. He says he's gonna bring. He's gonna do another one, Paul Feig. Because uh, he, I almost hope he does in a way of like a screw you kind of way. I think he should, but uh, in terms of the the box office, it's a pretty big question mark at this point. No, the Sony Sony guy. I don't know what his name. He said, "No, we're doing a sequel." Really? Yes. Yeah. He, okay. he came out and said it. Yeah. Yes. I'm okay with that. They want this to be Sony's big thing, which. We were talking about this earlier today. I always feel like I say that. We were talking about this earlier today. That's fine. We work together, so. Yeah. Um, Phone conference. Yeah, very much. Conference call. Um, <laughs> but I th- what I think is going to happen here is word of mouth is going to get around. The movie is going to certainly make its budget back, probably make it a little bit of a profit. I think by the time it comes out on DVD, Blu-ray, it's going to do well. I really do. And, I hope uh, and so. video on demand and stuff. I think that's what's going to make it is is once the word of mouth gets around. And, yeah. and I think they'll see how well it does there. And they'll say, okay, we have enough for a sequel. Um, but they don't need to go any bigger, honestly, at this yeah. point. Like I say, just keep it. You know, yeah, they went it. pretty big for the end of this one. Yeah, so. I'm with you. Um, yeah, they're not getting that China money though. Did you hear about that? It, I think it is getting. Oh, did they get it? I, did they get it released there? Let me take a look. <laughs> did you I hear the that, reason though? No, it's so good. They're like they were, the Chinese government's like we're not showing this here. It promotes superstition. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> what if they meant like the Stevie Wonder song? <laughs> Uh, no, you know what? I I miss. No, there must have been something else that got permitted to be released in China. Oh, thought, well, good for that. Uh, yeah, Marvel. Not. That's where they make their money, right? Yeah, they throw Chinese actors in. <laughs> Mar- There's alternate cuts Marvel in and, China and Michael Bay <laughs> that we'll never see. That 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 um the Chinese doctor in Iron Man three is my favorite one yeah. because he's in that opening scene awkwardly getting introduced, and then he's at the very end with no line of dialogue. <laughs> but apparently, in the Chinese cut, he's got like ten minutes of screen time. Yeah. Most of which is just him. And I'm like, is that a Chinese cut available online anywhere? I hope so. <laughs> There's also a Chinese cut of Age of Ultron that has more of the female doctor. Okay. Yeah. She's like she's like a Chinese pop star or something, I think. Okay. I don't know. It was really good. It's so fun. it's so stupid. <laughs> I love it. I, it's Disney though. It's like was Disney's it, got the right idea. There was the other that other what was the movie we just watched recently where God, what movie was that? It was a cop, and like her partner was an Asian woman. Do you guys remember what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, it was Turtles. It was Turtles, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and her cop... We've, her had, part- we've had this conversation Yes, before. thank you. Her partner was an Asian woman, and I was like... It was dis- it, it was weirdly distracting, because I'm like, this is a movie about martial artists and ninjas, yeah. so I'm expecting her to turn evil at some point. 
because she's an Asian woman. You know, I, I just expected right. it. Right. And and she does nothing the whole movie. And I'm like, okay, that was that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. There's that big China film group thing at the beginning of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well. Um. Any final thoughts on Spoiled Cherry? No. It's good. Go see it. Yeah. Uh. All right. Well, I think that is it for our review of Paul Feig's Ghostbusters. Um, feedback at MidwestFilmers.com. Let us know what you thought of Ghostbusters or anything that we talk about or our show uh, right there. We'll, we'll talk about it on air. We're at MFN Podcast, MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, MidwestFilmers.com has all of our previous episodes with full show notes. Uh, so you can skip over the spoiler and other things that you don't want to hear. You can also shop on our support store at MidwestFilmNerds.com and buy some nice Midwest film or game nerds apparel or donate to us if you would like to do that as well because we'll take that money and hopefully make our shows and network even better. Um, next week, I'm hoping it's Star Trek. Yes. I am out of town. Okay. But I'm hoping we can maybe try to do a live internet episode. Okay. Much in the vein of our Oscars. Oh, boy. But not completely in the vein of our Oscars recording. <laughs> so. We will have shirts on. Keep your eyes on our Facebook for details. Can't we will that. We will likely be recording at 7.30 p.m. on Tuesday, okay. uh, July 26th. Okay. Uh, uh, Eastern time. Okay. For those of you internationally, you can look that up uh, online to figure out what time that would be in your region. But keep an eye out there. It would likely be through Google uh, Hangouts. And if you guys want to watch along and comment on it or send tweets to us, uh, that would be great. But I, that's the plan right now. I'm hoping it comes together. If it doesn't, we'll figure something out. But, yeah. If I like Star Trek and Ghostbusters this summer, I don't care about the rest of the summer. I know, right? Like, it's, it's almost fine. made up. Yeah, it it's for, fine for me. <laughs> yeah. It'd be f- but it's also funny that like a reboot and a sequel – in a summer full of reboots and sequels, yeah. you're like, okay, all right, yeah. whatever. I don't care about all the <laughs> other garbage. Yeah. But, all right. Anyway. Yep. Kylex Y. Go watch a movie. <laughs>